Hi and welcome everybody to the fifth edition of That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. Uh, my name is Kelly Morgan and my co-host, my brother from another mother, is Mr. James Baez. What's going on, dude? What's up, sister? You know what? It has been an interesting week. You know, I know that we had said on That's Some Crazy Shit that we weren't gonna talk about politics but can i just say mike pence's fly that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) i watched that (laughs) and i couldn't stop fucking laughing man (laughs) you know what's crazy about it you know what's crazy about it it's not the fact that a fly landed on this guy it's not even the fact that the fly sat there for they clocked it Right, it's the fact that it came across my internet feed as breaking news. Breaking news that is some crazy shit to me, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. That was just what I deem the internet will not be defeated. And (laughs) no, not there real quick, kind of tie it to the paranormal. Flies have always been tied to uh, Satan and evil. Or the unclean, you know, flies have have always been, um, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, and I'm not, I don't want to go there. I just throwing it out there. It was just, just... it was just some crazy shit to me. At any rate, we are here again. This is our fifth podcast. We are going to move forward. We're going to press on. All right. So those of you that have been listening to us for the past four or five weeks, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank we you. are we are more than happy. James, kind of tell everybody, if you've never listened to us before and this is your first podcast, welcome for starters. And then, you know, we're going to go into like why we're doing the podcast, kind of what of our, um, our objective is, our mission statement. So our the objective of our, our podcast is kind of bring awareness to a variety of different subjects and topics that intrigue us, that make us want to think and have discussions, and hopefully they'll intrigue you enough to get involved with what we're doing. Um, if there's something that you don't know, that we're, we, we bring up a subject, and if you don't agree with what we're saying, you know, do some research and let us know. Just say, you know, hey, send us an email. And we'll give you that address and, hey, man, tell us your experience or let me know what's going on. These are going to be things that you don't talk about. At least I don't talk about at work or most social circles. Because when you do, people tend to, you know, ridicule. So we want to give you a safe place and, you know, learn some stuff and share your stories and, you know, get interested about it. Yeah, stuff that we deem crazy shit and there's a lot of there's a lot of strange and crazy shit in the world and we're not saying that we're experts and that we have the answers we just like to talk about this stuff right and so what we thought we would do is we would um you know bring some written information or some theory you know we're actually going to do some research because of you know like i said we're not experts and then you know our opinion what we think you know you know we'll discuss it 
um, we want to keep it open. We want to keep it positive. And there are ways that you can connect with us through social media. So we have grown since first podcast to fifth podcast as far as how, how you can get at us. So we've got email, we've got Gmail, that's some crazy shit podcast at gmail.com. That's a great way to reach us, especially if you want to share your story. Um, if you want to come on and be a guest and, you know, tell us your, your story, that's a great way to reach us. Uh, we're also at Twitter at that's some crazy shit. We're on Instagram at that's underscore some crazy shit. And we're also on Facebook at K and J's crazy shit. So there's all types of ways that you can reach us. We are legit, James. Look at us <laughs> with the social media. That's more social media than I have as an individual, right? So that's a oh, yeah. lot. I that's don't even a lot. go to Twitter. All right. So this week we are doing. Witches. We are doing witches, yes. And haunted and strange places. Right? And this is keeping up with our Halloween themed month. Right? So we've so. got a whole creepy theme for Halloween. So next Saturday, the, the 17th, we'll be doing do- ghost and tarot card psychic readers. Uh, the 24th of October, we'll be doing urban legends and curses. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a really good one. I like urban legends. So I'm, I'm happy to see, I'm excited to see what you're going to come up. And I found a lot of stuff on curses. It's some interesting shit. Can't wait. And then on Halloween, we'll do werewolves and magic and rituals. Ooh, that, that's my creepy um, Halloween music. That was creepy. (laughs) So James is going to kick us off. um, And he is going to kick us off with Cryptid Creatures. Cryptid Creatures is brought to you by Chef Bella B LLC. Uh, Chef Bella B LLC offers personal and private chef services. um, Along with authentic spices and sauces available on her website. Uh, Chef Bella is located in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, she uh, cooks a couple days, two, three days a week at East Fax Tap on Colfax. Uh, Chef Bella B Kitchen is what it's called. You can see her there on Monday, Friday, or Sunday. She has wings, fries, bar food. Her, her uh, website is chefbellabkitchen.com. And she's also available at Chef Bella B, and that's on Instagram. So, with no further ado, uh, James, what have you got today for Cryptid Creatures?
All right, Miss Callie. So we are going to talk about witches today. Witches, right on. And so during my research, I went back and found that one of the earliest references to witches was in the Bible, the book of Samuel. And that was written between like 900 and 950 BC to like 7 750 BC. So in that span. And so the story goes that King Saul went to a witch to summon a dead prophet to help him in battle. And so the witch does this. She brings about the prophet and the prophet says that King Saul and the son were going to die. And then the story goes on that the son was killed in battle and King Saul ends up committing suicide. So let me ask you a question. So he he went to this person that he knew was a witch, correct? Yes, yes. And so and I find it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, was, I find this interesting because up until well, up until the fourteen hundreds, witches weren't considered bad. Really? And so you know. I can see where they would go in some of these people. I think it's interesting because some of these people, if you look at these women, most of them were, um, you know, you want to almost shaman and medicine women. In any other culture, they probably would have been revered. Interesting. So does it, did you find out just, just overall what it means, you know, the definition, I guess, of which, what exactly is a witch? Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. So the definition I found was someone who uses um, magic to portend the future or to try and influence things. Like if you wanted a, uh, a better crop or if you wanted a good health, you would, you would seek one of these women out. But, you know, I tend to think that most of the time they were, um, like I said, you know, older women who had maybe homeopathic um, skills and talents. So, you know, when you talk about witch, you know, everyone thinks about the magic, the bad magic and stuff. Like I said, that didn't come about until the 1400s. So tell me some 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 stuff that you found on witches. Tell me some witch stories, James. Okay, so there's I don't know there's and there's a ton a ton of witch stories. Really, I mean literally. Um, some I found interesting were uh, in Europe. There was well, just like they had the Salem witch trials here, they had the same type of thing over in Europe. And one of the stories was that. One of the town's women was accused of making her neighbor's pigs sick and cursing his cotton crop. So they bring, they put her on trial and and these, this is what the crazy stuff is. Yeah. So the trial to determine whether she was a witch was they bound her hands and feet 
and threw her into a body of water. And this is what you were saying last week right. about water, right? Right. So they throw her into the body of water, and if it's you know if the water accepts her, she you know she was she was not a witch. Okay, I don't understand the logic behind this, but we'll go into this later too. So she actually ends up floating. So she's a witch by their definition. And this is what I thought was interesting because usually that's a death sentence. You know, right away they're going to burn her or hang her. But they actually end up putting her in prison for eight years and then releasing her. And this is one of the very few stories that I found where a woman or a person accused of witchcraft that was actually found guilty because of these incredibly accurate tests and let go. Most, well, they were just most of them, like I said, it's death by hanging or burning. Or you die because you drowned because you weren't a witch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's some crazy shit right there. That's some crazy shit. All right. <laughs> Tell me another way. <laughs> okay, so then you fast forward to the Salem witch trials. Okay. And in the 1600s in Salem, it started with two young girls and they started having seizures, compulsing, and having uh, delusional thoughts and stuff like that, okay? So during this time, they decide that they are going to accuse uh, an elderly townswoman of being a witch, okay? And this woman, by all accounts, was, you know, upstanding citizen, you know, went to church, God-fearing, the whole deal. Okay. But now that she has these two kids saying that she's a witch, you know, they put her on trial. And, you know, like I said, they end up hanging this old woman. And that set off the Salem witch trials. So what happened to the two kids? Okay, well, the story goes on that they actually continued to accuse people, and it wasn't just these two girls. It became became almost a gang of young girls. And they started accusing different people of witchcraft and being witches and being in league with the devil. So then there, it sparks all these trials. And it really, it was interesting because it really did it really didn't seem to be a problem until one of the people that was accused was more of a well-known woman and her husband who was he was all into the witch trials you know before but once his wife was accused then it was a different story and so that's when it came about you know well maybe we need to you know look close more closely what's going on but it makes me wonder they they think the original two girls were under the influence of a um, fungus that causes hallucinations and seizures. So the two girls that were having the seizures and the convulsions weren't accused of being witches. They were accused they accused the elderly lady of doing something to them. So she was a witch. They weren't witches, correct? Correct. And so what did they do to her? 
Well, they put her on trial and they hung her. They hung her. They or hung did they? Her. They hung her or they burned her. They hung her. Yeah, they hung her. But you, uh, like I said, the, the two uh, ways that they dispatched of these witches was to hang them or uh, burn them. Now, how long did the Salem witch trials last? Oh, I believe it was about eighteen months, and, and then thing, and then things kind of died down. And like I said, it was they, it didn't seem to they be were a, running, they were running out of people to accuse, right? Well, like I said, and it wasn't a problem until one of the more well-known people got accused, and then they were like, because you know, because it's mostly elderly women who weren't very uh, well off, you know, and so I mean. You know, they're easy victims. Who's going to stand up for these old women? They don't care. But there was two two dozen witch trials. And they took place between 1626 and 1730. It's a long time to be having some witch trials. It's a it lot of a trials. It's a lot of witch trials. And so... It and, is probably, and probably nobody in those two dozen was found not guilty because if you weren't a witch and I throw you in the water and, and you drowned, you're not a witch, but you're dead anyway. So, right. you know, and so, if you and that, live and you float away, then we're going to go catch your ass, burn yeah. you or hang you, right? So, you're a damn witch. Either yeah, way, I'm saying. Nobody I, in these in these witch trials was found not guilty and walked well, away. Yeah, and walked away. And walked away. Yeah. Another one they would do is they would place a person between two pieces of wood and then they would start stacking heavy boulders on them. Because a witch can withstand that, right? And so and then, you know, yeah, well, you know, you get a couple hundred pounds, well, I don't even know how many pounds it would take to suffocate you yeah but what you know so once you get suffocated oh yeah he's good he's not a witch well you got you got 500 pounds of shit sitting on your chest you're not alive either that's what i'm saying you're not walking away the the being accused and going to trial was a death sentence whether you were a witch or not and the thing is is that if they did actually kill real witches We'd never know because they killed everybody who was accused. Well, I guess right? it's one of those, you know, sacrifice you as a witch now and ask questions later, I guess. Right. Tell me some more. You got any more? Uh, well, then we come up to how we were talking about how ridiculous these trials were. And Ben Franklin actually called him out on this. And he... he he came out and he said, you know, this is this is a crazy thing. They're having a trial, a witch trial in, Phil, in New Jersey. And that's when he came up and said, you know, dude, how, how is it that you're going to throw a person into the water and they drown, but they're not a witch? And let's say they float. And like you said, we're going to hunt them down. You know, that, that's ridiculous. So he's the one who started to try and turn this stuff around. And then after that, laws started to be passed started to be passed where you know you you had to have i guess quote unquote evidence you know to help protect people but, i mean let's say i'm a, a a little kid and i don't know you you tell me to get off your lawn or something and i'm like hey fuck that man he's a witch witch you know 
Well, but uh, but witches are just girls, right? Witches no, can't... not all of them. Not all of them. So, there so were, you said there yeah, were male witches? Yeah. Not warlocks? Well, male witches are warlocks. But they were called witches. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Uh, oh. And then it even got to the point where, oh, I forgot to mention, that they had a, a book to help you um, to help you determine if someone was a witch. Okay, and it was called the Malleus Malficorum. Okay, it's a lot. And it was in the mid 1400s when this came out, and it it uh, came out and it was trying to tell you the various uh, behaviors a witch would have. So, the book. Um, it was written by a monk. Oh, I forgot. Let me see if I can find his name. Oh, two respected German Dominicans. And I don't have a name for them. Interesting. So, what were the what 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 were they? What were the traits of being a witch? Do you know? Uh, okay. Now, this is very specific. Okay. Okay. Single women Uh-oh. who are widows. Wow. Or other women that live on the margins of society. What does that mean? So if you're an old lady who lives out in the woods because you don't like people and you practice the homeopathic medicine, you're a witch. Oh. And if I'm single because my husband died, doesn't matter how he died. The fact that he's well, no it longer with us. I would assume they probably mean even single after the appropriate age for marriage back then. Who knows, you know? Oh, man. Hey, man, you're a hot, you're a hot chick, you know, and I'm a scumbag. And I say, you know, let's hook up. And you're like, no, you're a scumbag. Witch! Wow. She's a witch. What else does it say? So, you know, and I found this interesting, too. It, it really hit its peak between the 1400s and the 1700s, so for about 300 years, during the the Dark Ages. You know, and, and the more I think about it, or I read about this and, and did research, it was a dark age, man, because this is when vampires came about in a bad way, witches were now bad, werewolves were now bad, you know, and it was all during the Dark Ages, man. I mean, that was a... It would have been a scary time to be alive. I mean, you got witches, vampires, everyone, anything running around, you know? Your field doesn't produce corn, you know? It's because your neighbor's a witch. I mean, it must have been a crazy time if you let your thoughts go away. It must have been a crazy time. Especially if you were a single woman, God forbid. No shit. (laughs) You know? My God, we've come a long way. We've come well, a long way. We've come a way. We've come a long way. <laughs> we have, we have, a, long we have a long way to go, but we've come a long way. All right. What else you got on witches besides the Salem witches? All right. So then when you get into the more modern times, uh, you start to get into Wicca. And Wicca, they, they stay away. From anything that's considered evil, 
And so now it's kind of changed back, you know, where before a little, you know, I remember in the 80s and 90s, you had, you know, people who would cast spells and curses, you know, like you're like you're going to talk about and stuff. And they, they did it for evil purposes, you know. And now it's kind of swung back the other way where their motto is to harm none. You know, and they want to live in peace with people and harmony with people in nature. And Wicca would actually be considered to be a religion. And if you want to look at it from a metaphysical standpoint, they use energy, be it from the earth or water or air or fire. Um, they use the elements to help basically manipulate energy, right? As they did they say back in the day which would be your quote unquote spell you know any spell is conducted to manipulate something or someone you know like you said i need a spell for good crops or carry this amulet for good luck or whatever right so yeah i get it and so that's and that's where they are at down you know they do the more um positive things you know, so things are starting to swing back, I think, you know, towards, you know, I think time is like a pendulum and a clock, you know, at one point it swings so far to one way and then it swings so far back the other way. And I think it's starting to swing back towards the positive when it comes to, you know, when it comes to a lot of this stuff anymore, to be honest. I would say that today, somebody who practices being you know, being a Wiccan would be probably a little bit more accepted than they would have maybe 20 years ago. Oh, for sure. Right? So, yeah, I I can see where you're saying that things are changing. I mean, you know, I, you know, like I said, to each his own different strokes, I just find it very interesting that now, and then you see movies, right, about witches all the time um, that have always been, um, look at the craft, you know, and they're redoing, they're actually, they're rebooting that movie. So their witches have been portrayed, you're right, you've got the black hat on the broom, uh, yeah. evil, big nose, and now you've got, you know, other types of witches. So, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. And like I said, the, the negative vision of a witch really didn't, you know, come around you know, I know we don't like to talk about religion, but, you know, it was the Catholic Church that kind of started to um, demonize these pagan relate, uh, religions, you know. And that's when things started turning negative, witches were, you know, evil and they were ugly and they did bad things, you know. So it, it's interesting how things like that can can happen. But there are still countries where... You know, if someone's accused of being a witch, shit, the society will hack them up. Wow. And that's really too bad. You know, that's too bad. Anything else on witches, my friend? Well, what do you need? No, I'm just I did asking. some research, though, you know. I'm you down. Know. I'm down. Anything else? Uh, you know, to be honest, not right now, Kel. I think that's all uh, keeping up with... Uh, the witches for now cool cool i hope that answers some questions 
Um, yeah, I found it very interesting, um, especially yeah. how um, I just kind of like how you didn't go into the stereotypical witch stuff, how you kind of talked about um, from a kind of a different a standpoint from witches and how they where they first came from and all that good stuff. So, James, I always appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. We My are pleasure. moving on. We are going to move on. No problem. So coming up now, I'm going to talk about, you know, I, I guess my thing's called my my crazy shit, my topic. My topic is um, Haunted Places, and it is brought to you by Brightheaded Publishing, LLC. Brightheaded Publishing is a small publishing company that is uh, out there. Their goal is to help uh, others realize their dream of being a published author. You can visit their website at www.bright-headedpublishing.com. They're on Instagram at BHPLP. No, I'm sorry. I just totally messed that up. M-I-C-Q-U-B-C-D. No, I don't know. It is actually at BHPLCC. That is Bright Headed Publishing LCC. Um, they're also on Facebook. And uh, they just wanted me to let you guys know they're going to actually be starting their own podcast doing audiobooks. It's going to be a patio book podcast. So that is right coming on. soon, right? So. I've got haunted and strange places and there are a ton of haunted and strange places around the world. And so I really, (laughs) you know, I, we could talk about this like all day. There's so many, but I, I, there are four that I really enjoyed learning about. And I tried to pick places that I didn't know anything about so that it was new to me as well. So I've got four that I had, really never heard about that I that I'm going to bring to you so hold on for just a second we are going to start with Myrtle's Plantation and this is a scary ass place and this is what I was reading now this place is supposed to be like one of the top terrifying places in the world right and it's supposed to be haunted and if you're not familiar Myrtle's Plantation is in St. Francisville which is north uh, west of New Orleans. It was built in 1796 by General David Bradford. And it is uh, 10 acres. And uh, he, when he built this property, he lived there for several years by himself. And it's, and, you know, tr- traded uh, hands throughout the years. It went to different people. So the hauntings are allegedly that 10 people have been murdered in the mansion itself. However, there is no record of 10 people being murdered. There's only record of one guy being murdered in the house. And this guy, this guy, this guy lived in the house. He was an attorney. His name was William Winter. And William Winter lived in the house from 1865 to 1871. 
Um, he was an attorney. He was shot by a stranger, or legend has it, I should say. He was shot by a stranger. And as when he was shot, he staggered back in the house and he died climbing the steps. Right? And he dies on the 17th step. Uh, he gets How many more seven. did he have? I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> find <laughs> I thought about that too. But he died at <laughs> number 17. That, that was right? I'm sorry. He, di- he, died <laughs> at seven- he died on step 17. And story goes that to this day, that visitors and employees can hear his dying steps. Okay, so that's the one guy that there's a record of somebody actually being murdered in the house. But legend has it that there are at least 10 people being murdered. There are the most famous legend is the legend of Chloe. Right. And Chloe was a slave that was owned by the owners of the time, which were Clark and Sandra Woodruff. And there's a couple of different stories. Um, One is, is that. Clark Woodruff pressured her into being his mistress and the other one is that she listened you know through the keyholes um, to him talking about his business and heard stuff she she wasn't supposed to hear so there are two stories one she was the mistress number two she was ear hustling and listening to shit she shouldn't have been listening to either way, a little bit of both either way they caught her and they cut off one of her ears. Right? And so well, she, damn. Right? So, damn. And, and, and so she wore a green turban to cover it up. So she got revenge. Legend has it that what she did was she took some oleander leaves and she boiled them down and she made a cake. And she did it for one or two reasons. Either one uh, to gain favor as the mistress again, you know, getting revenge. And then number two, that she would poison them and then redeem herself by curing them. Either way, it backfired because Sarah and the two daughters, so the mom and the two girls, their two daughters, ate the cake and died. She was then hung, Chloe was hung by the other slaves and then thrown into the Mississippi River, either as a punishment or to escape punishment the other slaves threw in there to escape punishment from Clark Woodruff because they didn't want to get caught harboring her so funny thing about this 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 whole story is that there's no there's no historical record of any of this well can I just interject you can that would make sense because why would you keep records of a slave died and dying like that, to be honest. Well, there are no records of the Woodruffs ever having a slave named Chloe or any slaves. Oh, um, well, okay, then. Okay, the legend says that Sarah and her two daughters were poisoned, but the daughter, Mary Octavia, survived well into adulthood. And then it says that Sarah and James and another Woodruff weren't killed by poisoning, but they got yellow fever. So there are different stories about this slave named Chloe, but people have definitely said they have seen the ghost of her with the green turban. Yeah, okay. I've seen pictures. Yeah, so that is that's other. There are other legends about this place. Uh, the one that I like is that it's built on an ancient Indian burial ground. 
as they right. all are. Yes, they all are. And that the ghost of a young uh, Native American woman has been reported. And then uh, there are accounts from the Civil War where the Union soldiers came in and they, they ransacked the house. And legend has it that they were the three of them were killed in the house. I don't know how they were killed, just that they were killed in the house. And that there's a blood stain in the doorway that they can't mop away. Right? I've heard they tried to sand right? it off. They've tried to sand it off. They tried everything. They cannot... They cannot get rid of this blood stain. Um, it's also uh, it's also said that the spirits of Sarah Woodruff and her two children from the Chloe story uh, were uh, trapped. Their spirits are trapped in a mirror. Uh, usually back oh, in the day, yeah. they would cover up mirrors after you would die. But there was one mirror that wasn't covered. And that's where their spirits are trapped. And you can see their handprints sometimes from time that's, to time. That is crazy shit. Right. They do. They say, people hear that they hear staggers or walks or crawls up to that. What? Step. Yep. And that that guy, that's where he died. Right. Some say that he died climbing the steps. Some say that he died in the in the arms of his wife. Right. And then there's also one about a young a young girl who died in 1868. Uh, despite being treated by a voodoo practitioner, she appears in the room from which she died, and it's been reported to uh, practice voodoo on the people who are sleeping in that room. The little girl? Yes. Ooh. Huh, that is kind of freaky. That is all I have on Myrtle's Plantation. I thought it was very interesting. And there are, they have, like, it's been on Ghost Hunters. Oh, yeah. It's been on all time. Even, uh, like, Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack back in the day. It was yeah, it's, it's, on there it's, as well. That's scary shit. That's some, that is some crazy shit. Look into it. Yeah, it's, some, it's, a, it's supposed to be a really scary place. Okay, so the second one that I found interesting that you actually told me about that I didn't know anything about was Hauska Castle. And this place is a trip. Okay? So Hauska Castle is on a Czech uh Czechoslovak Czech help me out, James. Czechoslovakian? Thank you. Cliff top. Uh it's a castle and it has all types of legends and myths around it. So it was constructed in the 13th century between 1253 and 1278 during the rare during the rare come on Kelly during the reign of Otto II of Bohemia. See, I did some research. Okay. Now, now okay, real quick think, what are castles used for? Well, isn't that where like the the head dudes would live and for protection? For right? protection, okay. For protection, okay. Yes. So it um it sits on like this this high hill. So at, when you first look at it, it looks like a pretty normal castle. However, many of the windows of the castle are fake. That's the first thing. Um, a lot of the windows are like just safads. They're just glass panes behind sturdy walls. It's a trip. It has no no water source, no kitchen, uh, no occupants. For years after it was built, nobody lived there. And the location, it's a remote area surrounded by thick forests, swamps, and sandstone mountains. It has no strategic value, right? No, no reason. All these, yeah, all these right. reasons not to even right. exist. It's on no trading route. It's just like, so 
why they say it is believed that this castle is built over the doorway to hell right there's a big giant hole which is like the the pit to hell and creatures crawl out of this thing and so they have built this castle over this pit to keep these creatures out and the chapel it does have a chapel it was built directly over the bottomless pit in order to seal in the evil and to keep the winged demon creatures from coming out visitors claim to hear scratching of the creatures from the lower floors at night trying to claw their way to the uh, to the surface others claim <laughs> to hear screams others claim to hear screams so check this out so i was like okay this is you know so i don't know why anybody would want to go try to see like the pit of hell yeah hey Ken, let's go i'm not going but I will, <laughs> and I will tell you why. So when I was looking at research, I found out that when they started to build this thing, they took the village that's nearby. They had prisoners, and that you know, if you were sentenced to death, they would pardon you if you agreed to be lowered down into this pit. Yeah, right? I, I heard about it for a few seconds, and then they'll bring you back up. And if you tell, if us, what, you, tell us what happens. I will, but if you agree to do that, you we will not kill you. So it's very important, right? So they take this guy. The first guy was was tied up, and he was lowered into the hole for a few seconds. He dis- and then he disappeared into the darkness. Shortly after, he began to scream in horror. They pulled him back up, and he was a young man when he went down the hole. When he came up the hole, he looked as if he had aged 30 years. They said his hair was white and that his skin was extremely wrinkled. They said he screamed. He screamed so much and was so disturbed by whatever he had saw that he went to an asylum where he died two days later from unknown causes. Fear. He was scared to death. And this is what... uh, this is the interesting thing is that it was also um, had the interest, this castle was uh, uh, an interest of Nazis. They wanted to harness the powers of hell themselves. So, and the Nazis were big time into the occult. Oh, they were. Right? They were. And so they, they specifically chose Hauska Castle in order to figure out how to harness even though that, you know, they say that it's it's haunted. Um, that is a scary place. Uh, I couldn't really find anything much on it because I, I don't know anybody that's been down to the pit and has come back besides this guy who only lived two days after he came back. And that's that's that was the only account I could find of anybody that had actually been down the hole. Let's go. I'm not going. That is a scary place. So that was that was one that I had found. Now, another one that I had found that I thought was really scary, and I had actually found a lot of information on this, was uh, Hoya Bachu Forest. Hoya Bachu Forest in Romania. And it is known as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. So you've got, you know... Uh, the whole thing with uh, Transylvania and, and Dracula, 
but this this forest covers 250 acres um it's freaky because there's been a lot of strange events there a lot of stuff um first of all the trees don't grow straight up right they bend and they spiral almost as if their limbs are reaching out to touch you and they say that it's even weirder that the trees turn in a clockwise direction right so trees don't grow like normal trees um they've also got a lot of dead vegetation and they don't know why they have no idea it's kind of a a dead zone there's a dead zone in the forest that's almost a perfect circle oh yeah i've heard about that where absolutely nothing grows no vegetation and the the sound the soil has been sampled and it's unknown why nothing why nothing grows there um so the forest is a hotbed of freaky and unexplainable stuff. Uh, there's a legend. They say that some people believe that it's a portal, right, into another dimension. Um, there's legends of uh, there's accounts of people going in there and losing losing track of time, not knowing how long they've been in there. Uh, there's one legend uh, surrounding the forest where a young girl entered and was lost for many years. She was supposedly reemerged from the forest five years later, appearing unaged and unable to remember where she has been. There's another story. Wait, did you um, have a year when that happened yet? I do not. I couldn't find it. It's just a legend that they say. It's a legend. Yeah, I couldn't find any more info because I did look. There's another legend um, that the locals say that there was a shepherd who had a a flock of 200 sheep. He went into the forest with his flock and was never seen again. His sheep or their remains were never found. So those are a a big, that's a big flock of sheep, man. Right. Now there's, the forest didn't really become a place of alien sightings until 1968 and there was a military technician named Emil Barnia and he was in the forest with his girlfriend and a couple of friends in August in 1968 and they saw like a weird silver disc in the sky and they took a picture of it yeah and this and, is a good picture yeah and they said that uh they saw the UFO for about 2 minutes and uh, they were published in, in local papers and stuff, but people were skeptical. Some people, you know, thought it was weather balloons or no. they couldn't find anything that had been in that area that day. They couldn't find anything. Yeah, it was not a weather balloon. Right. So there were there are other experiences of, of uh, people who say that they just walk in the forest and they just... They have symptoms. They they have anxiety, or they feel like there's somebody watching them. Um, others have come out and have like scratches or bruises, and they have no idea where they've got them from. Right? Um, some people believe that it's haunted by the peasants who were there a long time ago. I guess there were peasants who were murdered um, back in back in the day in that area a long time ago, and that they say that the settlement. Uh, dates back to like 6500 BC. Oh wow. And that these people were were killed. I couldn't find out why or how, but that their 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 ghost uh are trapped in that forest. And that's where you get the they people say they've seen orbs 
right mm-hmm. around trees and ghosts and they've heard they've heard either screams or giggles of of women or men um people have said they've heard like deer or horse hooves even though that there's nothing there um that makes sense have, with it being a portal you know they've had lots of accounts of people like having faces appear right in front of them which would freak me out and uh people uh green glowing eyes seeing staring at them from a distance yeah see that is some crazy shit right now the now the interesting thing about this forest is that specialists from around the world james have gone in here and tried to study this place and some of them have have got films of weird manifestations on film some of them have gotten um photos other them some of them have said that they've seen things with their own eyes um this place is a trip and they really have no explanation for all of the things that they say goes on in this forest yeah and a lot of crazy shit goes on there i saw where one of these uh documentary show things went there one of the cameramen went in that circle you were talking about and like years later they went back and he was like still freaking out and stuff it was crazy yeah there is like no this forest this this it's a trip and people today um still that's just one of the creepiest places creepiest places on earth um so what I thought I would do is uh, I thought I would just go to to random bullshit. There's a ton of more creepy places, but we're running out of time. And I could go on all day because I found stuff on the last one I was going to do was going to be uh, Madame Laveau's tomb in New Orleans, who was a voodoo priestess back in the day. And uh, people would go up even, you know, she 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 really helped a lot of people. Um, but she was such a powerful voodoo priestess that they say where she's built her tomb, people would go there and mark X's on it because she still grants wishes today. Yeah. Um, and she's at St. Louis Cemetery in New Orleans. Up until 2015, you could go and do the ritual and mark the X on her tomb. Um, but because it was been desecrated so many times and vandalized, you could only now see the tomb by guide um so um i can't really go into more detail because i don't have enough time but if you happen to go to new orleans and you go to that cemetery and you take the tour um that's one of the tombs they will show you they'll also show you nicholas cage's uh pyramid he's got a tomb there too he's, a trip, says, he's got a pyramid tomb there um i guess the government can seize all your property but they cannot seize your burial plot just fyi um, so yeah, that I thought that was kind of interesting. So, uh, we got a couple minutes left, and so I just wanted to keep it in the Halloween and kind of go into random bullshit. So, James, tell me, what scared you 
as a kid. We talked about this. I know. What scared you as a kid? Your dad scared me as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He was scary. He did that. And then, and then I, because I, I didn't see him God, for years and years later. And then one time we were at your house, and he come walking up the stairs, you know. And now I'm a, you know, I'm a great big grown man, you know. And I looked at him, and I'm like, "Do you remember who I am?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "God, I remember who you are." I was scared of you, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's what scared you as a kid. Yeah, that was one of the things. You know what? You know what used to scare me as a kid? And I don't really know if I was a kid. A lot of things didn't scare me. But one thing that scared the hell out of me was the movie The Exorcist. That shit scared the hell out of me. Um, When I was a kid, I remember watching that for the first time and just simply not being able to sleep. That scared me. And, and for I don't know if I was necessarily scared of the dark but horror movies would make me afraid of the dark. So I wasn't afraid of the dark all the time, just when you would see that scary horror movie that would make you afraid of the dark, right? There's scary shit in the dark, man. There is scary shit in the dark. So we want to find out what what you guys think, what scared you as a kid. So we would thought we would do uh, another contest. So we did one last week. We asked you to go on to social media and either like us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And we would give you a spice, a sample spice uh, set uh, from Chef Bella B who makes her own spices. And our winner last week was Josie Ortiz Gallegos. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. We will reach out to you and we will make sure that you get your spice pack so this week we want to find out what scared you as a kid what was it was it was it something in the closet was it something under the bed what scared you as a kid for james it was my dad it was so his dad what scared you so we're gonna post on instagram and facebook we want you to like us comment tell us what scared you and tag three friends and then what we'll do is we will put you into a random drawing and the winner will be announced next week and the prize is uh, a free spice pack along with a spice grinder so like us on social media again those links are if you're looking at uh, Instagram it's at that's underscore some crazy shit on Facebook, it's K and J's crazy shit. On Twitter, it's at that some crazy shit. And then, you know, if you want to, if you're not into social media, you can even send us an email because we'll accept that too. And that's that some crazy shit podcast at gmail.com. So like us, comment, tag three friends win a spice pack and a grinder and if you're like well what's a spice pack go look at chef bella b's website which is www.chefbellabkitchen.com that's where she has all her spices and i believe the three that you would be winning would be a veggie and potato spice a taco spice and a poultry and seafood spice and then a little grinder to grind up your own spices and that's what packet i got yeah so next week james we're doing ghost tarot card readers 
And I'm going to have a guest that will talk to us about seeing spirits. Really? So stay tuned. Ooh, that sounds exciting. We're going to have a ghost that sees spirits. Not a ghost. Oh. (laughs) A person. You know what I meant. Not a ghost that sees spirits. A person that sees ghosts or sees spirits. There you go. Thank you. I just needed a little help. So thank you again for joining us on That's Some Crazy Shit. I am Kelly. And I'm James. And this has been That's Some Crazy Shit. Until next time, keep your mind open. Bye. Thank you.